there's no question that yeah he's the best king's captain uh by far this is la king's fan talk with your boys rodney rob darren and joe what's up king's fans welcome to our playoff preview show you heard that right after a three-year hiatus the kings are back in the playoffs darren what were your first thoughts when the kings finally clinched the playoff spot i was i was super happy i mean i i didn't think they were going to be there at the start of the season i thought we were going to be close but the fact that we were able to uh kind of and i think you know it was we didn't get to quite have the the satisfaction of doing it ourselves, but the fact that we went out still and just won five of our last six, like it, it wasn't on, we, we did what we needed to. It didn't matter what Vegas did. So I think that that also helps the, the like satisfaction of it. So it was, it was a nice feeling. So after a long hiatus, like you said, well, Darren satisfied Rob, what'd you think? Pretty awesome. Um, call it figured, uh, I think in our very first show, said uh vegas edmonton were going to be in front of us we would finish third and be in the playoffs um vegas took a took a dump for us um didn't see uh how great calgary was going to be should have known with daryl sutter right but very very pleased with the outcome and very very satisfied for sure Joe, what did you think? Uh, well, obviously, I was very happy because uh, I th- thought the Kings were not going to be a good team this year. So, pardon my voice. Uh, yeah, under the weather right now. No COVID. Not that that matters. Um, but yeah, no, I was uh, super super stoked. I thought I was pretty confident they were going to make uh, going to make it, but. Uh, yeah, absolutely stoked. Um, and now, now that they're in the playoffs, I truly don't care if they win another game. But I would love if they beat the Oilers. It'll make my heart so warm to <laughs> torture another fan base that deserves to be tortured. Right. <laughs> well, before we talk about the Kings versus Oilers in round one. Let's take a moment to talk about the pending retirement of Dustin Brown, who, in my opinion, best Kings captain of all time. Uh, Joe, what do you think? What do you think when you heard the news? Um, I, I was caught off guard because I don't really pay that close attention to like all like all these matters these days. But <clears throat> um, uh, but not surprised either. And. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think I don't know how anybody would uh, disagree with that assessment. I mean, yeah, he, he was. Uh, it's awesome that the Kings have. Uh, you know, he's going to be the first of you know him, Dowdy, and and Quick, presumably all getting their numbers retired. And hopefully, the other two will finish their careers with the Kings too. Um, but uh, not surprised that he, one that he finished his career with the Kings. Um, uh, but also, 
there's no question that yeah he's the best king's captain uh by far I mean, uh, there's no argument i mean Dave taylor's great before my time sort of I, you know i was going to games at the end of his career but he brought brought the stanley cup home twice and he, he was not not only did did they bring the cup home twice uh uh with him you know being the captain um uh he was instrumental, you know, in both in both runs. Primarily the first one, but yeah, in both both of them, he was in the, you know, he was definitely leading. So, so I mean, I unlike you guys, I didn't become a Kings fan until about 2010. Mike, you know, kind of dragged me to a couple games, and one of the first games I went to was the uh, hat trick that Dustin Brown scored against Vancouver and just destroyed it. And, and I think you know was a huge fan ever since then. He led us two cups. I mean, basically single-handedly broke the Sedins in that Vancouver series. And, you know, we'll, we'll always remember him lifting those cups and passing them on to the, to the rest of the boys. So I, I think uh, he's definitely the best captain the Kings have ever had. And I mean, I, I think someone I read on, someone put on Reddit that, it's nice to not have to worry about him possibly even wearing another Jersey to know that he's going to end his, his time as a Kings. Like that's, that's great. So did you say 2010? Yep. So you were only a Kings fan for two years and then win the cup two years later. That must be nice. That must be nice. All right. To Dustin Brown's number one fan of all time, Rob, what'd you, what'd you think? Uh, Well, it's kind of funny. The way he said that right there, that we don't have to worry about him wearing another another jersey, but it just goes to speak to his character and why he's such a great captain and why we're all we were all truly blessed to have him part of the organization. Um, I would like to sit here and th- throw out a little hypothetical. He's on an East Coast team or better yet, a Toronto. Let's just, just straight out say Toronto. If he's a Toronto Maple Leaf, and he is the only American captain to hoist the cup more than one time in the history of the game, there's no other American captain that has ever won two, two cups. Scored over 20 goals in seven different seasons. Played 1,300 games all for the Leafs. And is just the general badass that he is. The way he plays the game lights people up. Never have to worry about his work ethic. Never have to worry about any kind of drama outside of anything. When stuff goes a little sideways, it's taken care of inside. You never hear a whisper of anything negative about the guy. Put him in a Toronto Maple Leaf jersey. I think people out there are talking Hall of Fame. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame player. First ballot. First ballot. But that's the bias we are always fighting out here. Because that's what he did. He hoisted the cup twice for us. He scored over 20 goals seven seasons. He played 1,300 games. He is a badass of all. But he is a power forward, a true power forward plays the game the right way, 
and and all we get is he was a borderline dirty player and had a good career. That's and it's just a little footnote and right. shove him on his way. When he's a truly, he's a great player. So I felt like when he lifted that cup for the first time in 2012, we were all there with him lifting that cut. Such a good feeling. Quick side note against Dustin Brown, too. I, something that I found surprising. Um, he never had 100 penalty minutes. For being labeled borderline dirty, you would swear he's had over 100 penalty minutes in a season. You know, maybe just wires cross a couple times during a season, you know, get some misconducts. And nope, he's never even sniffed 100 penalty minutes in a season. He's just. He, he's just, he was he's suspended. Clean. He was only suspended once, right? If I remember correctly, I believe only like, once. And it was on the same hit that like Marshawn did to Anderson, right? Wasn't it something similar? I don't remember. I remember no, because when Marshawn does it, it's uh, it's on purpose. Right, right. Yeah, right. But but like I said, just yeah. played the game right. He's 100%. my guy. He's my guy. He's my guy too. Yep. Like, and all the people, better. all the people. It's making me sick. All of all the haters out there that have been so critical of him. And these are the same people. Oh, he's he's my captain. He's my captain. He wasn't your captain 20, 20 days ago. He was a detriment in the hope. He hope he ships off. That's that's what everyone was saying. Well, I was saying that, too. Not 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 in those words, but. I mean, the, the the game passed by. I mean, no, yeah. th- th- there's this ways to right say decision. it, Joe. Yeah. There, this there's is the right decision, like, and right. kudos to him to like not stretch it any any further. I yeah, would know. you expect anything else from from a classy guy? Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have any bad feelings about him at all. But like at the same time, like he's definitely warranted criticism for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean. Well, I, th- I think like Rob said, there's ways to do it. I mean, the guy was still our, I think, eighth leading scorer for this season. Like he, he was not a bum this season. I think there was times where he looked off and you wish they would go a little bit more game energy with him. But like even still without that, he was still one of our more productive players and he still belonged now. And I think he's, you know, he's right at that cusp of, you know, when he should get in or out, and with him, with him so. and I follow playing on that third line, those those last few games, I th- I thought that that's the place where he's if that's going to stay the line in the playoffs, he's gonna he's gonna thrive there, going out there third third line minutes and and just as Kopitar said, gonna go f- shit up. Do you think the injury he got? I don't even know what it was. I, I think it was like a hand injury. He lost the tip of his was- finger. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I remember hearing that in the broadcast. He almost lost it. They were able to save it. So, so do you think that that was like the tipping point where he decided to retire? No, no pun intended, right, Joe? (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. I'm not that witty right now. So, uh, (laughs) but yeah, no, I'm just curious. I just had that thought. Like, I think what what pushed him over the edge? Like, I think he's just the ultimate team guy, and. He knows uh, the way he's playing now. He doesn't want to hurt the team. That's that's part of what I'm thinking. So I'm thinking whether that happened or not, he would it's still. Yeah, he would. <laughs> you know, I didn't watch. I didn't watch his press conference and all the 
the pomp and circumstances that what you know the things they were th- throwing for him afterwards right. and all that stuff you, i didn't you can tell the, you can tell the truth you can tell the truth you just didn't want to cry on the middle no of the that's a, no that's exactly I, what i, 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 I try to watch it i try to watch it and everybody around me started chopping onions the I don't reason know why i didn't happening. watch it yeah i didn't want to yeah. i didn't want to have red puffy eyes the whole weekend yeah. um i mean i made the mistake of watching it yeah but i did see one little blurb about it he was talking about his kid and i'd imagine I think that, I think what has he, a lot to do with it. Yeah, I think what he said along the lines of like he thinks he could still do it physically, but it's a lot of the mental stuff that he's not like he's not sure if he's 100 percent engaged mentally because of how old his kids are now. And he wants to be there for them. And he, like, he heard his kid crazy. talking about him leaving on a on a road trip. Yeah. Right. And his and he heard his kid be kind of bummed out about it. And it kind of it, it, it wears on you for sure. How badass is it, though? to lead the league in hits by far for so many years and still be able to play 18 years. Freaking amazing. Yep. Yep. The only thing I wish you would have done is I wish you would have announced it before the Anaheim game at home, just so we, they could have, the fans could have properly sent him off at, in a regular season game. I know we still have some playoff games, but those are different. He, but. he addressed, uh, he addressed that. He, he no. said he wanted to do that. And I know he wanted to, yeah. but speaking of that, Rob has had a lot of encounters with Vancouver fans. Were you surprised at the reception that Dustin Brown got when he played his last game in Vancouver? Yeah, I, you know, I was a little, a little miffed by it. it um, are people kind of forced to be classy now? Like, hey, if we don't, if we don't acknowledge uh, an in division longtime rival at his end does that make us look a little and i would i'm always okay with either or i mean if they didn't acknowledge him i wouldn't have blinked twice about it because right after what he did to them after (laughs) he's he's kind of part of that whole thing right right so i i wouldn't have cared if they sat there and said no you know hey if they all just would have waved to him but they they gave him a nice little warm goodbye there just and like i said he's 18 years all 18 years, uh, Vancouver's been in the division. I would have to check that, right. but you know, yeah, when you're so. when you're that when you're that type of foe, you kind of ignore. Um, I would have been okay not not sending off Getzlaff. Not, I truly hate Getzlaff. I don't care. I don't care. As much as I don't like Getzlaff, he's just not at the level for me as Perry. And Bozeman, those are and Bozeman, those, those are, are the, it's just those are those are my two worship. hated ducks that over Agreed. everybody I just hate them. But. Agreed. Um, and I, as far as I mean, Getzloff, like on a personal level, whatever, great guy, sure, you know, wave hi to him as as a person. But he's wearing a ducks uniform. I don't I don't right. need to feel happy feely. Hey, let's all be classy. All that stuff. It's, it's the ducks. I I can't stand the ducks. Yeah, then that's for San Diego. They can be classy. Yeah. All right, Kings fans, the moment you've been waiting for. LA Kings versus the Oilers. Round one, Stanley Cup playoffs. Game one, Monday night. Darren, start us off. What do you think about this series? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's going to be a fun one. I mean, we're going to have to we get to watch how the Kings are going to try and shut down McDavid. And, you know, I think it's going to be a battle of uh, some old older goaltenders, you know, matchup of 2012. Uh, quick versus Smith there. I think that'll be a fun, 
kind of they both play kind of differing styles than most of the guys who are coming up now you know they're very athletic smith plays the puck a ton so that that's kind of a fun aspect of the series and then obviously it's just gonna be it's gonna be fun as a kings fan seeing how the kids respond to playing in the playoffs like how is is it going to be too much for them did they finally get jersey a smaller chain um all that kind of stuff so I think that'll be, those are the the three things that I think are going to be fun to watch in this series for sure. So Rob, what do you think? Well, I, don't, I don't think we have a chance. You got, you got McDavid and dry saddle, 123 points, 110 points. Just, it's not by accident. They're absolutely phenomenal. Everybody and their mother isn't giving us a chance. It's going to be Oilers in five, probably. Um, but let's see what Dano does. Let's see what, let's see if Kopitar can flip a switch a bit. It it will come down to their, their play. And it sucks to, to put it on just two people, but when the other team only has two people, yeah, there, there are centers there, you know, there are There are guys that we paid the money to, and it's on them. It is on Kopitar and Deneau to keep those guys in check. If Kopitar and Deneau keep those two guys in check, we have a chance. We really do, because our goaltending is better than their goaltending. Our defense is better than their defense. So, But their offense is just so much better than our offense. And it's kind of sobering to see that their top scorer has twice as many points as our top scorer. I mean, yep. it's not even Literally. close. It's not even close, but, but yeah, yeah, that's what we got to do. Um, and the, the saving grace of it all is power plays aren't called as much in the playoffs, whether you like it or not, it is a different standard of play. So, um, special teams become yeah. – it, it's kind of weird. It's one of those double-sided things. They, they're they not as important because they don't happen as much, but because they don't happen as much, they, they kind of become magnified a little bit. So, And that goes both ways for the Kings. We don't yes. want the power play or the penalty kill. So Yeah. So more five-on-five <laughs> five hockey that's played, Absolutely. the better for us and, and the better chance we have. Absolutely sure. right there. Joe, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of surprised you guys aren't giving Kings more of a chance here because uh, I don't by any measure think that they're going to win the series easily, but they definitely have uh, a chance. I think they have a good chance. And the biggest factor here is, like, just dial it back to 2012 in Vancouver. It's a little bit different. You know, Vancouver won the President's Trophy in 2011, I think, from my memory. And then uh, in 2012, and the Kings had also played them in the playoffs, I think the year or two before that, where the Kings pushed them to, uh, I think they went to like six games, if not, if I'm not mistaken. Whatever. Bottom line is, and it turns into a, a war of attrition, which is that's how the Kings win the series, is if it turns into the the – Basically, like a different version of the Kings of 2012 through 2014, where 
they just play stifling defense, which they do as a team um, in a different way. I think these days, you know, they're not as heavy on the boards and that sort of thing. Um, I, I put it this way. I think, I think if, I think it's very easy for the Kings to come out and get shelled in the first two games and then just put their tail between their legs, but they haven't done that the whole season. So I, will predict that one it's hopefully not going to be a short series uh and if it does it's going to kings but i think that's very optimistic to view the kings winning uh in less than like six games um do i think the kings are going to win i don't know i yeah uh but i think that uh i think the edmonton has all the pressure in the world on them and if that gets exploited, you know, if, if the Kings come out and win one of the first two games, some something happens, you know, all uh Dustin Brown hitting, uh, uh, was it Henrik Sedin in uh, Vancouver? Was that, that was in 2012, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. So something along those lines happens. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> um, th- then, yeah, I mean, I think all bets are off. Uh, who knows? Um, if I were a betting man, I would bet on the Kings just because I'm a gambler. And there's probably some juice there. And there's actually a shot that they, they'll they beat them. If they, if they get their asses smoked, I won't be surprised either. So you're telling me there's a chance. Absolutely, there's a chance. And so- I, I'll say, I'll go on record as saying if they do beat them, it will be my Stanley Cup for the last. Uh, 10 years or whatever, eight years since they won it the last time. How's this? Just watching the Canadian media and just the the fan base blow up uh, will make my heart warm. I'm not a hater, hater, but it'll make my heart warm. (laughs) I might get banned from quite a few Twitter accounts if the Kings win this series. (laughs) There's going to be a whole lot of come in everyone's way if the kings win this series there's going to be so i'm i'm going to troll as many of the national outlets as i can with hey didn't you say vancouver still better than us is isn't vegas still better than us you know i just all the crap that's being said all the disrespect that's going on if the kings win this series i'm going to go absolutely nuts well if that's, that's the case if that's the case let's hope you get banned yes i don't pay attention to any of that stuff <laughs> there is a there is a thing of, you know upsetting uh canadian franchise you know like uh just the hysteria that ensues after that i like a good train wreck so um if the team that i like can facilitate that boom um yeah so oh, so call it now. If the Kings win, will there be a riot in Edmonton? I don't think so. I hope not. Vancouver there would be for sure. But yeah. I, I think Ed, I think Edmonton expects it at this point. So good point. <laughs> hey Joe, I see what you're saying, comparing them to the twenty twelve team, except for that twenty twelve team was full of veterans and lots of playoff experience and I'm not comparing them like 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 that. I'm I'm comparing just in, in terms of you have more from the angle of you have uh, a, the opponent has tons of pressure on them. The Kings have 
everything to gain, nothing to lose That's versus right. the opponent has everything to lose and little to gain other than, oh, that's what you're expected to do. So the Kings, from that perspective, are in the catbird seat. If they if they lose in four games, they go home, you know, none of us are going to cry about it, you know. I mean, and, and that works that works for a favor in like the psychological sense of, you know, these guys have been kind of dumpstered the last two playoffs and, you know, we can, we can win, like Joe said, we can win one of those first two games and we can kind of stifle McDavid and Drysaddle. Like that can get in their heads and they can kind of grip it a little tighter and that can make the series easy for us to win, you know? So does anybody have Tanya Harding's phone number? Maybe do a not, not meet handy. and greet with Either McDavid. Her husband, <laughs> probably the more relevant, but all right, let's, I don't. Let's uh, let's talk about the Kings lines. So, pretty sure. Let's start start with the first line. I'm pretty sure they're going to go Kopitar, Kempe, and who? Athens. So everybody agree on that? All right. Second line, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna stick with Dano Arvidsson more on that second line. I think we can all agree on that, right? So, Absolutely on that one. Yes, that's one line that I know exists. All right, Darren. So tell us, what are they gonna do on line three, game one? I think hopefully Grundstrom's on there. I, I I don't think Grundstrom's on line three. I think it's gonna be that Aya follow Lazat Brown line. I think they like that the last five weeks or five games, sorry, and uh, I think. With how I don't want to say poorly Lemieux played, but unimpactful Lemieux played over the last few like games, I'm not sure if he's going to draw in to some of these playoff games because we don't know necessarily need like the enforcer type. And I'm, I think I'm going to say it's the playoffs. He'll be in there. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, but I think you could. I, I mean, we could jump ahead to the fourth line. I think he's going to rotate with a couple of the kids there. So for sure. But but you need that physical play and. In the playoffs, 100%. and I, I think they'll at least start with him in there. But, uh, Rob, what do you think? Line yeah. three. Yeah, it'll be it'll be I follow Lazat Brown. Yeah, which which leaves which leaves round uh, line four. I think I think they're gonna go uh, Byfield Cali of Grunstrom. Get that get those kids experience. I I, it's a fourth line situation. You don't yeah, see them. Not? You don't see them putting Velarde in there. See, see that, now. See to start. He's, I'm just saying the first game. This is what it is, and and I expect, I expect Velarde and Lemieux to rotate in on that fourth line. That yeah. you know where they'll take they'll take out. You know it doesn't matter who they take out, but the, the only thing I wonder is Velarde has been. I think he's what scored two goals and had an assist or two over the last three or four games. So I wonder if that plays into the like hot hand kind of thing that McClellan right. likes. So maybe they go, I mean, they could go Cali of Velarde byfield, but I think they do want that like physical guy there. Like Rob was Rod and Rob were saying. So, or do we roll the five lines? Like Rob's been talking about. And just yeah. have two D lines, <laughs> and yeah, have that have that fifth line: Kapari, Lemieux, and Velarde. Right, <laughs> Joe. What do you think? Well, I'm totally on board with Lazat being the center of one of those two lines, yeah. and uh, yeah, beyond that, I don't. 
Grunstrom. Give me some Grunstrom. <laughs> I think we all know they want to get Byfield some playoff experience, so he's for sure oh, going to yeah. be he's going to be the center on that fourth line for sure. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so he's the one that's been. Playing. And I'm I'm on board for all of that too. By the way, just you know, regardless of outcome of the series, I'm on board for this is this is part of the rebuild. This is this is part of the growing, and and it's important for these young kids to get some of this experience as an organization moving forward. So. Yep. I like Byfield. Byfield's played better the last like couple weeks for sure. Um, and then uh, what's the name? Well, I, I do like Kupari also. I feel like, I feel like we need a little bit more Kupari. He's such an, Kupari he's such an enigma. You can he tell you can tell from his first shift whether he's going to have an amazing game or he's just going to have a quiet game. It's really that's weird. kind of a good thing though. I mean, it's kind of a good thing though, right? He's got something in there that he just doesn't know it's there. When he bangs it, when he bangs it around, he's a different player because he's big and fast. Right. And when yeah, he throws the body a little bit, like I feel like Grunstrom and him were like somewhat similar. Yeah. I think Kupari's got a higher top end skill set than Grunstrom, but Grunstrom's like doing the, and I think he, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Grunstrom's older than him. That's probably part of the reason why, but yeah. Grunstrom like goes out. The reason I'm like an advocate of him, he goes out there is like doing the things that like you would think that the coach like be receptive to. It was kind of head scratching to me that a guy is doing what, you know, if say Daryl, Daryl Sutter was still the coach, like, so he's banging in the corners, coming out with pucks, you know, uh, going full yeah. bore. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but whatever. Yeah, I'll shut up. Grunstrom would be like a first or second line player under Sutter for sure. <laughs> he'd, be mean, the same, King. He'd, he'd be opposite yeah. Trevor Lewis on the same line. Yeah, yeah. And, All right, Rod. And maybe he might have progressed more. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what happens, though, like if the Kings move on from him. And he goes somewhere else and becomes something because I don't think he's going to be a player that's going to be like a 30, 40 goal scorer, but I think he could be easily a 20 goal scorer um, and a key contributor, like with all of the, uh, the, the elements he bring, uh, brings to the table, uh, the physicality, you know, all that stuff. I, I think he, in my opinion, is a player that's yeah not, not somebody that you just kind of look over, but whatever. All right, Rodney, I got a question for you. Yep. Spence and Moverari have played as well as rookies can play. Do they have they played well enough to pull Bjornfoot out of the playoff lineup? Uh, possibly yes on Moverari. Um, my hopes that Spence would get some playing time were kind of killed in the last few games of the season where the coach never put him in. So I think he's going to be strictly reserved in the playoffs, even though we could use his size, you know. Uh, but Moverari, he's got that, he's got the size. He's, he's, I think he's a little bit ahead of uh, uh, Bjornfoot, which nobody really saw coming into the season, but he's just like a steady, calming influence. And, I could see him getting some playing time. So, what what makes it a little little weird is um, they Bjornfoot in the lineup would probably have to play on the right side. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying so. Moverari 
being left-handed, you know, would also have played the wrong side, which makes it a little easier to say, well, why not just play Spence there? Especially if it's going to be on the third pairing. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting what he does moving forward. But there's a lot of questions. Did they bring Stetcher in just for the end of the season, or do they want to play him with Ether in the playoffs? I mean, I'd prefer probably not. From what I've I'm seen, I'm thinking Stetcher yeah. I, is was a total experiment, a shot in the dark. Hey, we're let's we need him to fill some holes to so we can make the playoffs. Yeah, you know, and I. I yeah, I'm I think he was a low. I think he was a low asset grab that yeah. you know if he worked out great and if he filled filled in for what he played ten games maybe like great you know what I mean yeah. we lost a seventh round pick for a guy who played ten games I think you'd he take could that trade. He, he could also just take his stick out in the opening face off of the first uh, game and just whack McDavid right in the face <laughs> the Tanya Harding <laughs> that we're talking about right <laughs> and just you know he took one for the team. Good for you. And I probably buy his jersey. No, I'm joking. That's a joke. That's a joke. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, to me, I think I think it's there's five defensemen who are probably I don't want to say locked in, but basically locked in. You got Roy, maybe Anderson as a pair. I don't know about pairings, but Roy Anderson, Jersey Edler, and Mata. And then I think it's that sixth spot. And it, like Rob said, it's on the right side. So it's, in my opinion, it's, it's Spence. But I could see Bjornfoot drawing in a game or two, depending on how the series goes. If you look at the so. minutes they're given Spence, I think Spen, Spence is that second D pairing. Uh, yeah. M- more above Jersey, for sure. For sure. I, I, I mean, he's been, uh, he's been better this season. I mean, after like his first game when he kind of was, you could see the, the yips kind of in there and then after that i think he's been steady defensively and you know better than average offensively so and and i know you guys are big jersey fans but you guys do notice that uh he fans on the shot a lot has a really really weak shot um and still gets beat on the outside a lot you guys is anybody else noticing that besides me I think you're right. I know. Like, I know. I Rob's think... a big Jersey fan, so he probably doesn't notice that kind of stuff. He's probably blind to that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, that kind of stuff could hurt us in the in the playoffs. So, yeah, we, we do need him. We, we need his, his what he brings offensively. But uh, I'm thinking third pairing. You, you know, we we have a hundred subscribers now. Woohoo! We need to we need to take a picture with balloons with the 100 behind us, like they do That's on right. and stuff. Whatnot. Over 100 subscribers. Um, not bad and for a few months. I wonder I wonder if they're all just confused when you sit there and <laughs> say all the time, Rob's favorite player. <laughs> if they've been watching since the beginning, they're, they're not confused. Okay. But. I was like one person, by the way. <laughs> right. No. Well, 17 of those f- subscribers is me. All, all my different devices and different names and emails right. and stuff, so. That does make kids sense. accounts and stuff. Yeah. So I think we have to get to like 122 followers yeah. before we actually get to officially a hundred. Well, I don't know. How many burner accounts do you have Darren? <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it. I can't talk about it legally. Uh, that's right. All right. So I think, uh, I think we got defense squared away. It's just going to be between does Toby get in there? Yeah. I mean, uh, and there's, there's definitely a chance where like, you know, if we're, some you know down like o2 or something they could they could throw mata out and 
say, okay, we're going to let Bjornfoot in a couple games just to get the kids in there. So, right. or, or or does um, Edler slow down and we have to pull him out of the playoffs? I know they when he first started playing this year, he looked amazing, but hasn't looked as good the last few games. A little slow. So, Joe, is it even worth asking about the goaltending? We all we all know quick. It's quick, and it's quick. Every single game. quick or bust. They only go with quick until, yeah, I mean, until there's a reason not to. I mean, if quick gets blown up the first two games, you know, it, like if it's his fault that they lose the games, like not one goal, you know, bad uh, play on the puck or something like that, um, absolutely you got to stick with him. So listening to Oilers fans and going through some of their forums, I'm waiting Those, for my meltdown. That's what I'm hoping for. So the Dude. one, the one thing the others are worried about with us, they're worried about quick mainly, and and also about the Kings checking. But they're not worried about our offense at all. I don't know why we have an amazing offense. It doesn't make any sense. But but you that's mean, they're, Trevor they're, Moore, they're, and that's Trevor Moore doesn't scare him. That's what I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> this is this is how things can turn. A turnover by their horrendous defense. defense. And then a bad goal by their old goalie. Right. And then the doubt starts to creep in because I have seen McDavid go total bitch prima donna mode. You see the shoulder shrug. You see the, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know. And that's all it's going to take. And shit just starts going sideways. And then you just can't stop it. So, well, I think the X factor was like what I was – or, or uh, getting to earlier when we first started talking about this, the Kings are in a playoff spot purely by winning games, playing five-on-five hockey. And now you're in a space where that's predominantly what you're going to be playing. You're in special teams are a factor still, but they're less of a factor. So just that alone, that I don't think like a lot of like, the media or whatever, like fan people, if you go to message boards and stuff like that, I don't think people really take that into consideration. The Kings got to this place to got to the playoffs because they can score five on five and they can prevent goals five on five. Agreed. So, uh, and that's why I think uh, the Kings do have a chance of winning the series. I just don't think it's a good chance, but because they're five and five play, if they can. Stay off the of special teams completely. Power play or penalty kill is the best option for us. And great goaltending. You guys want to talk about any of the other series? Minnesota St. Louis is going to be kind of unfair that someone has to lose. Speaking of saying unfair that someone has to lose, there's eight teams that are going to lose. And unfair or not, there's going to be, you know, as, as far as everyone talks about the, the East being so great, f- four teams are going to lose. So say the Kings, let's, uh, this is what I wanted to talk about. The Kings are going to be shitty and they're going to lose the first round and everyone's going to sit there and say, you know, see, told you it was a layup, told you Kings are shitty, blah, blah, blah. Well, are you going to say that about all eight teams that lose in the first round? Because St. Louis 
and Minnesota, someone has to lose there. And those are two really good teams. You know, um, is I, I believe it's Tampa Bay, Toronto. Yeah, right. That's another good one. That's another good one. So, sure. so God's gift, Maple Leafs, if they lose, are they shitty? Hey, they get or the, the same excuse as the Kings, you know? Yeah, the, the two-time Stanley Cup champions, if they lose, are they shitty? So that's it, it just frustrates the hell out of me that people still just don't respect the fact that the Kings made the playoffs literally with, with one of their arms chopped off with all the injuries. And they just won't respect the fact that we're a pretty good team. Regardless of what happens in this first round, because there's going to be a lot of good teams that are going to lose. And if we lose, we're a good team. That's all. Just say it. The Kings are a good team, and they lost in the first round to a, a team that's that has the two best players in the planet. So I know there's a lot of good there's a lot of good matchups out there that are going to happen. And there's going to be some teams that have had great seasons that are that are going home after a week and a half. And I'll care about them once the Kings lose in the playoffs. Yeah. But I don't, yeah, I, not to beat a dead horse, I just don't give a shit what it, people say about it. It doesn't matter to me. Like, the Kings suck this, that. I well, just want them. Rob, I, I, Rob, Rob does, and he keeps receipts, we found out today. Yes, so. it matters. It matters to me, Joe. Yes, and I take Fair names, enough, and I, I write shit down, and I go I back and look. I appreciate your passion. Absolutely. Like I said, I've lost that when they won the second time for sure, uh, the Kings. Um, but, and I also thought I divested myself of being a hater, but I will take pleasure in watching the Edmonton Oilers losing the first round and the Maple Leafs just because I guess I s- still am a hater. So, I'll, yeah, yeah. And I'll throw a little one other hate, hatred out there. The three teams I would love to see lose the most. The Maple Leafs, the Oilers, and the Avalanche. Oh, I think Joe, I think Joe the would agree with you on the Avalanche. The bat. Well, the Avalanche are probably going to win the Stanley Cup after the game I went to. I mean, that was that was definitely a uh, clinic that was going on. I don't think I've ever been to a hockey game that was so. Mismatch. After, yeah. after the second goal, after the second goal, I was like, "This looks like a minor league team playing a professional team." It almost yeah, was like, though. I, like I yeah, want to leave, yeah. but I, like, I'll never leave a game. I paid a hundred dollars to be there, but so we sat through it, and then ten minutes in, they're down four nothing. I'm like, the McKinnon guy, like I, I don't really have like much feelings about him. Like, kind of like used to annoy me. But um, big dude with like tons of skill and so fast. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he just flies. He, he's a man rocket. <laughs> yep. uh, As Jim Jim Fox would say, he's a big body. I mean, dude, this when you're, when you're watching it in person, like this, and those types of things, like, it looks like silly. Like he's just like, oh, he's just doing a couple of, like stick handles. But then the guy's jock straps right there. It's like nothing even like that fancy. He's not like putting in between the guy's legs. It's just like a couple of shoulder fakes right. and boom, he's gone. Like it's like a cartoon. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. And he's not even the best player on the team. That's what's scary. 
I, and I, who is the best player? Makar. Okay, I got I got some questions before we get away it. from this. Um, we're gonna go around. I want you to tell me who you're rooting for in the East, and if the Kings get bounced, who are you rooting for in the West? Rodney, we'll start with you. I don't really care about the East, other than there's a couple teams I don't want to win. So I'm gonna say Ooh. something random. Let's uh, let's go with the the Panthers. I don't nice. really care. Let's go with the Panthers. Rooting, if we get bounced, who are you rooting for in the in the West? If we get bounced, I would go with uh, let's, just, let's go for the underdog. Let's go Predators. Let's go Nashville. Wow. Joe, who you got in the East? I'll say the Wild. Okay. Um, cool with that. Nashville. Nationals is because I've had two good experiences at their arena. Um, and other than that, I'll go with Carolina. I like Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, that, about you, I, think, I think I have the same two answers as Joe. Uh, the, the Hurricanes, I, I like their style of play and then uh, the Wild as well. I think, you know, I, I can't really see myself rooting for like the Blues or, you know, I don't want to root for the Avalanche. So, yeah, agreed. No, no one for the Pacific. So that kind of eliminates a couple teams. I will go with Florida and Joe Thornton get his first Stanley Cup. Nice. Would be a nice little storyline. And I'll root for my boy Daryl Sutter mm. in Calgary. That's good. Point. Uh, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I have no problem with the Calgary. I have no problem with Calgary winning. Yep. And and they got a couple kings on there as well. That's true. Daryl. Once um, a king, always a king. Yeah. But all that is just fantasy land because the Kings are going to win it all, baby. Ain't that right, Darren? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got I to bet on it, so, you know. Straight let's out one. prediction? Yeah, let's give a prediction for the okay. Kings. Okay, I'll start, I'll start. I say uh, I'm going to say Oilers in six, and I'm really hoping I'm wrong about that, and I hope, hope the Kings win. Darren? I'll say Kings in six. I think we kind of punch them in the mouth, and – I think I think we can do it. I, I I really do. Joe, I'll take Kings and six. Nice, Rob. Kings and five. Nice. See, I knew it was a bait and all switch right. the whole time. All right. The whole time. All right, Kings fans. That's all we have for today. Hopefully, the next time we talk, Kings will have a couple playoff wins under their belt. Until next time. Go Kings, go! Go Kings. Go Kings.